Do you remember when you fell in love? I mean real, honest-to-goodness love, the kind that makes you want to be together, live together, not leave each other's side. I'm not talking about the moment you met, although that's usually a cute story. And I'm not talking about lust, although it often begins that way. The science tells us there are three distinct phases of falling in love. The first, sexual desire, is driven by the levels of testosterone for men and estrogen for women. The second, infatuation, is similar in feeling to the addictive rush from certain drugs or alcohol. The final phase is attachment, which is when you may begin to feel closely bonded and start making long-term plans together. That's what I'm talking about. I've been thinking about all this lately because it's June, one of the most popular months to marry, at least in Western culture. Even I was married in June. My wife chose the date, and because it was my first wedding and her third, I assumed she had all the experience. Also, because the worst weddings I had ever attended were in the suffocating heat and humidity of July and August. But it didn't occur to me that June weddings were a thing dating back thousands of years. For one thing, if a bride married in June, she was more likely to bear her first child in early spring, giving her plenty of time to recover before the fall harvest. For another, there were religious holidays that you needed to avoid. Lent for Christians, Passover and the high holidays for Jews, Ramadan and Muharram for Muslims. June checked all the boxes. Besides, the best chances for good weather and food for a feast were in June. My wife and I met in Cambridge on the afternoon of a Passover Seder for which I had volunteered to make macaroons. She was an old friend of my roommate, but also a famous feminist author and activist. Terrified to meet her, I decided to play it nonchalant and stroll into the room, beating a bowl of egg whites with a wire whisk. Most high-powered women would have dismissed me as a busybody. She saw a profile from a dating service. 26-year-old Jewish man, curly hair, likes to cook. We had a thing for each other immediately, stage one, and began an affair, stage two. But there were other people in our lives, and added to the fact that I lived in Boston and she lived on Cape Cod, that she traveled all the time and I worked full-time, the relationship was a lot of fun but not serious. Until the moment I'm talking about. Until the moment we all realize that this person reflects something deep inside ourselves and that we don't want to live without them. It was at a literary party in one of the Provincetown dune shacks. If you've ever been to one of these parties, at least back in the day, they usually revolved around a visiting celebrity writer, almost invariably a man with a recent book of fiction surrounded by a coterie of admirers. The one upsmanship at these parties was fierce. The number of his books, his reviews, and outsized reputation clearly signaled his dominance. Women at these parties were, of course, tolerated, but a woman with more books, better reviews, and a bigger reputation was intolerable. As the red wine flowed, the insults began. 
I'm sorry, the celebrity writer said, not meaning a word of it, but Margaret Atwood is overrated. Toni Morrison is a token. Adrienne Rich is a man-hater. He didn't mention my wife by name. He didn't have to. These women were her colleagues, her contemporaries. I could feel her shifting uncomfortably, just as I could see him staring right at her, making sure he was hitting his mark. My wife stood up, suggested it was probably time to leave, collected her purse, her jacket, picked up her glass of red wine, and on the way out, poured it all over the celebrity writer's lap. Oh, I'm sorry, she said, meeting his gaze, not meaning a word of it. And that's the moment I fell in love, the moment I realized I wanted to hitch my life to this fearless woman's, the moment I realized our souls were somehow attached, the moment I always associated with June. I'm sure you have an equally meaningful story about the moment you fell in love. Don't ever forget it. I'm Ira Wood, and that's my opinion.